Okay, everybody. Welcome to uh, episode six. six. Yeah, late night. Episode, late night, late night edition. Uh, we actually found out that um, some of the power to things that we turn off in order to get great sound quality actually turns off all the lights where we normally record. Yeah, we're recording later so, than we usually. This That's is, why I'm relatively more subdued than usual. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bryce has an excuse in every episode. I do. I guess you haven't noticed (laughs) every single episode. Yeah. uh, Bryce basically has like a a, a caveat, like, look, this is why this is why I'm not as funny as I usually am. Yeah. Uh And then I blow it out of the water. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much, man. It's just about helping people set their uh, expectations low. Yeah, that's true. People are like, no, you don't blow Um, it out of the water. You're not that funny. Yeah. (laughs) No, man, that's great. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I might be going through menopause. I think that's what it is. Oh, what in the world is that? I'm getting to the age where my testosterone is decreasing. So that's why I'm so tired. Oh, did that happen to me already? I don't know. I feel like yeah, it's too late. For I you. feel like my whole last decade might have been menopause. Oh for me. no! Maybe well, not. Well, it starts supposedly, or as I understand, it, your testosterone starts to drop off like in your forties. Dang it! Or maybe already, maybe your mid thirties. So it's too late for me too. Okay, you better just silence yourself right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear. Also, <laughs> it's eleven thirty, so that's uh, also why is, I'm tired. It is a little bit late. That's yeah. true. And that's, it uh, was really hot today. Yeah. And how last night? Some of us had a hard time sleeping. <laughs> like, so, okay, um, you know, so there's some really interesting dynamics that happen when multiple people <laughs> are able to access the thermostat. That's true. I actually have to admit that in the middle of the night, when I woke up about two a.m., uh, the first thing I did was go online and research whether there was a way to actually lock our thermostat with some kind of password. <laughs> <laughs> and if it was, I was just going to just do it and then just see if anybody did said you, anything. Did you turn the st- thermostat lower, though? <clears throat> well, I turned it back to the, nor- okay. to the normal setting. Well, then you should have been... No, I know. The damage was already done. <laughs> it did. I yeah, but was, I was already awake and then I didn't yeah. fall asleep till like five. Yeah. Anyway, so we Paul was like, please, sir, please, I want to podcast tonight. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm too tired. And he said, we must. Um, Consistency. Yeah, you know? and oh, we didn't... Trying to do every week. Yeah, so. and we, we missed last Saturday. And uh, we are now hosting on our third Yeah, that's site. true. <laughs> uh, Podbean. Beanpod? Podbean. Podbean. Podbean, which is actually... so. We have yeah. a good feeling about this. Well, okay. One of the things we realized on SoundCloud is that the, the account we had set up with there, it actually was deleting old episodes as we added new ones on. Yeah, because we had the free version, which apparently is very limited about about uh, how much stuff you could have uploaded. Anyway. Yeah, but then... It's almost like they need money. It's yep. like you can't get things for free anymore. And then Bryce smiled with a gold tooth and ding, and he said, <laughs> I'm just going to pay for the subscription. And, and then Paul generously <laughs> said, no, Bryce, I'll pay for it, the whole thing. <laughs> and then, and, you know, Your words, Paul. And then we split it. it it's, <laughs> it's enshrined forever. And, 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 and I started audio. setting it up, and I said, oh, surprisingly, it's asking for your credit card. Sorry, I don't know why it's doing that, Bryce. <laughs> Anyways, do you mind? And then he and he didn't. So <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So yeah, so we're on well, we'll if if you're subscribed to our podcast on SoundCloud, we apologize, but we're no longer there. So subscribe to us please on Podbean. Bean Pod. 
Yeah, or whatever other pod <laughs> pod bean pod bean. <laughs> okay. I don't know PB. Just think PB. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So, yeah, and also, of course, if you're listening through a podcast app, um, I found that it's gonna show it's gonna show our first five episodes like multiple times because when you switch hosts, it just like redownloads them all again. If that annoys you, yeah. yeah. So if that annoys you, you can just uh, unsubscribe to the podcast and resubscribe, and it'll fix it all. Yeah. Like magic. So- like magic. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry everyone. Um, but we, we do have a good feeling about Podbean. <laughs> yeah. We have a good feeling about it. We do. I, I think this is where we're going to be to stay. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's going to be amazing. Anyway, that's so amazing. So Yeah, if you thought our podcast was incredible before, it's going to be even more incredibler. <laughs> if you thought it was terrible before... It's going to become more average than it was before. <laughs> like the purpose of our podcast <laughs> is to make terrible stuff, <laughs> terrible stuff mediocre tolerable. and mediocre yes. stuff good. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm totally slaughtering uh, a, uh, a, a phrase that many people yeah. have heard. Okay. So wait, do we have any announcements or anything? Or uh, oh, okay. So we, so a lot of you have probably thought uh, of our <laughs> three uh, well, listeners. Well, we got way more than maybe that. Maybe one or one of them is, <laughs> is female, maybe. And that person uh, or persons right. maybe has probably said, hey, guys, you know, you need uh, some women in your yeah, lives and on your true. podcast. That's true. She probably said it in a higher-pitched voice than that. But probably, probably. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so. Anyway, no, we, we understand. Well, actually, we've already made a call before for for female voices we have anyway we've got some great people lined up who are gonna guest be guests we've pretty much got a scheduled female guest for our next episode yeah. so. so then then you can finally start taking us seriously when invariably all these women agree with every single opinion we've expressed here uh, yeah especially the controversial much. ones pretty much uh, yeah, we're also thinking about bringing on some uh, extreme males, more extreme <laughs> than ourselves. Males, that's um, right. Like to mansplain things for you. <laughs> to mans- we're gonna, they're gonna be like, and now some mansplanation. Yeah. And it's gonna be, a, you know, something like a man in a gold suit. And <laughs> <laughs> we just talk about that anyway. Yep. So that may or may not happen. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we got great things in the pipeline. Um. Mm-hmm. Um. But for now, we for now, loneliness. <laughs> um, oh well, you know. Okay, another thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um. So I went to see a play this past weekend. Oh yeah. Uh, spam a lot. I saw it yep. with friends. Um. In large, well, a bunch of friends. Okay, just get it out, man. What's uh, what's, what's so hard about Let's this just say, description? I think there's a lot of uh, men out there who go to theater. Primarily because of of a woman in their lives, and okay. that was the case with me as well. Sure, same thing with dance classes. Um, yeah, well, yeah. So although I am learning like, how to dance, but um, without any particular woman I'm trying to impress, but more like but in all women in general, uh, sure. <laughs> yes. So you know, that yeah. still kind of fits yeah. the same bill. Uh, that being said, well, we're already on a tangent, but I think dancing is one of those skills that. Um, can only make you more attractive to the to the opposite gender. Well, for um, males particularly, you 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 mean? Um, sure. Well, right. Oh well. Because, oh sure. I mean, that's true. I was that's say, true. Like, well, you know, it, I, I think a woman who can dance. At, well. Well, that's true. But like a woman who's like, I just like to like sit on the couch and watch football games. That's gonna be super attractive to some guys. 
<laughs> and they're going to be like, awesome. Well, <laughs> Let way. me go get the, some food at the amazingly close restaurant. <laughs> I don't even know what they serve, but it's amazingly close. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. No, but know, I also think like, you know, the nice thing about dancing, it's a way to have appropriate physical contact, culturally appropriate well, physical contact. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. With, uh, with people uh, oh, that you don't necessarily sure. know. <laughs> no, no, that, that I is. I mean, it depends on the, the situation. Well, that is definitely fair. No, I, I will yeah. say that like you in most uh, social settings, you can't go up to some person in a non-awkward yeah. way and say, excuse me, could I sequester you from everyone else for one to two minutes? <laughs> And just have a one-on-one conversation <laughs> with you. Potentially and, dangerous and, <laughs> feats and let, with you. Let's be in close proximity. And, yeah. you know, um, and dancing is a perfectly socially acceptable way to do that. And yeah. though I, I don't know if this is true of culture at large, but um, I do feel like um, it does seem like to some extent perhaps like in U.S. culture, for example, we seem to be more of a – there were more uh, – there was more social dance, uh, you know, people meeting each other at dances. I don't know if that's true or not, but... You mean back in the olden days? Well, even like back in my youth, for example, oh, yeah. I feel like I, I went to a lot of dances and stuff when I was in my 20s, and, mm-hmm. and I met a lot of girls that way, and mm-hmm. now I like never do. Yeah. And I, so I don't know if it's like... How a, many girls are you meeting now? A lot, but... Oh, I was going <laughs> to no. say, not many, huh? <laughs> you should go dancing. Yeah, I know, I should go dancing. Well, um, there's a lot of stuff that I'm not doing because I'm working a lot, but... Um, good excuse, Paul. Uh, I don't feel like it's a good excuse, but <laughs> it's an excuse nonetheless. Um, it's a real excuse. Uh, but, yeah, so, I don't know. I kind of think we dance less. Our cultures dance less. Our oh, yeah. Dances less than, oh, yeah. Than they used to, when we used to. Yeah, probably. Dun, dun, I mean, dun. I don't have any data on it as usual but you know as we talked about before just but, the cultures change so much you know everyone yeah. just does their own thing they go watch netflix at home or they go to you know or yeah go to their i don't know, hang out with their same handful of friends or i don't mm. know or i'm sure people still do social stuff but uh, yeah I, f- I feel like the, the kinds of activities sorry i interrupted go ahead no well i was just gonna we'll go ahead okay well i was just saying I don't know if we've talked about this before, but uh, it's well documented that uh, in the U.S. there's been a decline in in what's called social capital, uh, that the strength of networks, of social networks has declined a lot over the past um, several decades, you know, and you see a decline in in, um, civic participation, in community um, networks, you know, such as PTA, whatever, or volunteering at the library or whatever, Um, there's a there's a book called Bowling Alone um, by Putnam. I think okay. it's a few decades old now, but uh, but it was cutting edge research at the time, and I'm sure that the trends that it described there have only increased. But basically, the, you know what they described is how um, uh, how our society is becoming more atomized, which is to say, uh, less connected. Um, hmm. And yeah, and I think that I again I don't have the data, but I'll find some articles sometime to to to, <laughs> to support my supposition that 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 trend has only increased. Yeah. Um, okay, that's know. interesting. Um, Leon, I wonder if some of the activities that we do now, or or how our activities have changed, uh, make um, make uh, social interactions between men and women. I don't know, make meeting each other and fostering potential relationships less likely. I'm 
you know. If, if my premise is correct that that trend has continued, then I'm ten thousand percent certain that that has contributed to to the trend of more single people, yeah. fewer people getting married, fewer people uh, even having you know, relationships of any sort. I don't know. I do, I, I'm again. I'm speaking outside my knowledge a little bit here. But. No, sure. Our social media stuff makes a difference too. Like yeah. I remember. Um, well, so you were talking about loneliness. Where we were going to talk about. We were going to talk but, about loneliness. Um, but uh, I remember hearing this. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember what it was. Some NPR show that Facebook makes you less lonely if the people that you're friends with you actually also see them in real life. Mm. And if you don't see them in real life, it makes you more lonely, mm. yeah, lonelier. Yeah. And um, also, uh, I remember when I was in law school, hearing about some study that um, when people move, when like when people go away to college, uh, because of um, social media and stuff. Uh, they tend to be able to cling, hang on to their old friends more and make new friends uh, slower um, because they still have, like, they have better connections with their old friends, but then they don't, like, kind of move on to new social scenes as fast. When they go to college? Fast. Yeah, yeah, I was talking about college. Like, what, they... L- so, they, like, they'll still connect, they'll they'll communicate more with their old friends like from... A from distance or- from where they came from, okay. yeah, like going away okay. to college kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Where, okay, so and as opposed to making new friends, or it'll slow down their uptake of new friends and their new Facebook locale. Contributes to that. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking it was saying Facebook. Okay. I'm trying to remember now if it's yeah. that or if it's just yeah. that we all have cell phones. I thought it was actually. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Don't don't yeah. cite me on that. Yeah, I, I have a Fact friend. For, I've, yeah, go I ahead. have a friend who's a uh, very smart guy, great guy. I'm not gonna mention him by name. Thanks, man. He's I'm pro- right here, dude. But anyway, so, I feel like every episode you, he he you pledged get... he would listen to this podcast, but I don't think he's come through, and I don't uh, think he would. Well, well <laughs> anyway, come on, man. Anyway, but he made he's made a good observation, or I think a, an astute observation that you know, a few generations from now or a few decades from now, we're gonna look back at Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, and we're gonna be kind of miffed at, at what he did. That not that it's really his fault, but that he kind of opened Pandora's box. Um, uh huh. You know, in a lot of ways, I think social media, not just Facebook, but Facebook's kind of the premier one, uh, but it kind of uh, amplifies some of our of our pre-existing, uh, gives us a lot, a lot of opportunity to amplify loneliness and disconnection sure. in the world. Uh, and of course, it also has the potential to, you know, enhance bonds, which is kind of what you were saying. Well, technology in general, too. Like, I mean, it was, it was... Uh... Uh, just such a common scene when like iPods first came out that everybody was walking around, walking around with uh-huh. earphones and everywhere. I remember this time I was in, I was doing my undergrad, I think, and and yeah, it just seemed like everybody was in their own little world more than yeah. before. And um, you know, um, Steve Jobs famously didn't let his kids use iPads, <laughs> and um, and I was listening to an, an interview. Um, that was some guy that wrote a book about uh, about. It was mostly about the development of the iPhone, mm. the first iPhone. But when he interviewed Apple uh, employees and kind of asked them, what do you think about kind of what you guys created and stuff? And they seemed to kind of generally have the opinion of, eh, I, I don't really know if what we did was good or not. You know, mm. we look around and we see everybody staring at their phones all the time. And mm. we're not really sure if what we did on average was good or bad. Mm. Well, but, I lived you know. in the Bay Area before and all the people I knew who worked at Apple 
didn't seem to have any qualms about what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? They seemed to love their Apple products. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> maybe Apple. if I had asked them some deeper philosophical <laughs> questions about their contribution to humanity through their work, maybe <laughs> I would have gotten more interesting responses. Um, <laughs> and we're worried. We, well. Yeah. This is going to okay, be a we'll short talk episode. About it it but... is going to be a shorter one. Um, I also... I also okay, so I mentioned I went to see Spam a lot. Yeah. Spam a lot, and you know, I I was just reminded, I don't think theater is the right medium for me. It doesn't appeal to me as much as as movies, for instance. But I also suspect there is a gender difference there. I think men, on average, um, so of course this is not true of all men, but on average, I think they don't appreciate theater as much as women yeah. do. Um, I actually did. Well, we'll probably have to talk about this another time. But I think it's an interesting topic. I've talked – I, I posted on Facebook asking friends what they thought. The ones who were already like in the pro theater camp already, especially if they were men, of course, felt they had to defend their liking theater. Not that I was on the attack. I don't think there's anything wrong with men liking theater. Um, but anyway. But I like theater. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure if I defended it necessarily, but – but I had some hypotheses, sure, which may or may not be yeah. correct. Yeah, same, same here. Anyway, we'll talk about this some other time. Um, this time we're going to talk some more about loneliness. So this was an article. This was sorry. This was a research uh, study that came out a few weeks ago. It was by um, Cigna. Whoa. Okay. So also. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce just turned on a light. And <laughs> yeah, we've been talking like in the dark. The sun just rose. <laughs> we've been talking in the dark because we. <laughs> Uh, well, whatever. Yep. Um, anyway, so this was an, a study from Cigna, um, you know, health provider, um, okay. on loneliness in America. Um, ah, are they studying this from a health perspective? Yeah, yeah. Ah. And it was interesting. It was kind of from like a health perspective for employers, for companies. So like um, how how this is going to affect your employees and their work yes, performance? correct. Their loneliness. Correcto. Ah. Um, or maybe I'm remembering that wrong. So um, is it like we need to provide dogs for all these people? Or? Well, Paul, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> okay. Let, let's read. Okay. All right. So as okay, NPR reports, uh, more than half of survey respondents, 54%, said they always or sometimes feel that no one knows them well. Uh. 56% reported they sometimes or always felt like people around them are not necessarily with them. And two in five felt like they lack companionship. Mm. That the relationships aren't meaningful and that they are isolated from others. Mm. Uh, furthermore, uh, younger generations feel lonelier. Members of Generation Z, which is born between the mid, uh, mid-1990s and the early 2000s. Mm. I guess that's... Oh, no, that's not me. Yeah, I'm older than that. Yeah. Um, had an overall loneliness score of 48.3. Millennials, just a bit older, a little bit older, scored 45.3. Um, Wait, say that again. So okay. millennials are a little bit less lonely? Or, yeah, so yeah, Generation okay. Z, so mid-1990s to early 2000s uh, was a 48.3. Millennials was 45.3. And so baby boomers are like, what's loneliness? Uh, that's right. Well, I mean, they have a lower score, yes. They're like, <laughs> <I> need, <laughs> what's loneliness? Baby boomers are like, I need some alone time. Can you stop, <laughs> yeah. can you stop asking me these questions, Cigna? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, okay, by, by comparison, baby boomers scored 42.4. So, you know, oh. there's a six-point spread there between Generation Z and Baby Boomers. Okay. I, By I the way, I'm not it. sure what generation I am. Like, um, what's the millennials, I think You're I'm not X. quite millennial. Yeah, right? and, and I'm, I'm close to you as well. So there's, 
in some in some whatever. Is By some definitions, there's there's a generation between X and millennial, sometimes known as the Oregon Trail generation or or <laughs> Xennials. They played or, the game Oregon Trail. That's right. It's 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 people who remember. <laughs> who, who, who came of age, came into adulthood around the time of of the internet, but who remember uh, a time without computers or with okay. love to remember a time before the internet. Was Oregon Trail um, winnable? I mean, oh, so was winnable. Like, what was it? I never did. It was like, after like, I mean, two, you'll lose some minutes, people like, here. You're going there. at a grueling pace. You just got bit by three snakes and like. <laughs> Johnny just oh, died. Are you kidding? Wow, you must have you must have chosen like, all like teachers. It's I didn't hard have teachers the patience because they didn't have money. Well, yeah, yeah. it was always like playing it in, in like in some class or something as a reward for something like <laughs> doing your homework or something. And then I was oh. like, the forty minutes were up, and it was like I can't cross the Oregon oh, Trail well, in 40, forty minutes. minutes. Of course not. Yeah. I I don't mean, know. Okay. Well, crossing the Oregon Trail that'll take at least a day. Okay. <laughs> Well, so maybe my generation, so the X generation, we're probably then less, generally less lonely than the ones, it's just like every generation is getting more lonely, basically, like that's no, basically that's what kind of like. what's happening. Okay. Um, all right, well, the greatest generation, uh, people ages 72 and above, had a score of 38.6 on the loneliness scale. Okay, like, interesting. So they are a full 10 points, almost 10 points less lonely than than Generation Z. Um, hmm. <clears throat> by the way. Oregon Trail, as long as you go hunting and you shoot some buffalo, okay. you have plenty of food. I ah. mean, you can't carry it all. Okay. Um, but in a bear as well. I felt like you were. <laughs> the rabbits are, are like one pound of food each. <laughs> the rabbits. But it's really easy to hit those buffalo. So <laughs> easy. But don't <laughs> overshoot them. <laughs> like like the actual. I don't remember. Was it, were you did. actually pointing to? I don't remember if there was a part where you were actually aiming to shoot buffalo. Well, I don't Paul, remember that part. I don't know if you I just must remember, be Generation X. I, I don't think we're like, going to trail Generation. Typing things in and it would be like, you just broke an ankle. Like, uh, <laughs> no more grueling pace for you. <laughs> and it was like, there, you'd always be getting bit yeah. by snakes and stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I, Somebody else, dysentery. Real, at least from, well, that's true. <laughs> dysentery was a killer. But crossing rivers, man, that was hard too. Yeah. You know, sometimes you start going to the river and, you know, there'd be a little animation and, you go to the middle of the river where like it covers most of your wagon. And you're like, <gasps> yeah, and you're like, like on bated breath, and then you you emerge victorious from the water and back onto Drayland. Other time, you go down, the water covers most of you, right. and then you drown and like your uh, barrels start floating away. And, oh man! And then you lost that. all your clothes. The piranhas and food. start getting you, and then it's well, like I, you no, took that, a detour that, to Brazil. That's the, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the Amazon Trail. You went way too. Far. You had the Amazon Trail. <laughs> and then I think towards the end of the game. If you choose to, I should know this because I grew up in Oregon, but I can't remember which uh, river. Anyway, there's some river that you can choose to raft down it, and then you play this little mini game where you gotta like avoid the rocks and stuff. And that uh, was pretty hard. Anyway, okay. I just got us sidetracked, but sure, man. I'm sure there's all kinds of uh, loneliness analogies in there. But oh yeah, the plane's you know. a lonely place. Yeah, man. Um, okay, so back to to NPR's report of of this study. Hmm. Uh, so previous studies had found that young people were more likely to feel lonely or depressed. Hmm. Um, but it's not just young people feeling sad, and it's not just Americans. The United Kingdom has appointed a minister of loneliness. Whoa! I suppose to promote loneliness. <laughs> no. uh, yes. <laughs> um, showing a dedication to resolving something that can be a serious health issue. Yeah. Um, huh. I don't know why I included Dang. that. <laughs> that's interesting. Though that's cool. 
<laughs> well, okay, but yeah, it shows that this is this is um you know concerning um, public health issue. Absolutely, um, man. Well, you know all these uh, school shooters, like they always w- when they talk about them, it's almost always young, troubled, lonely boys. It, it is, yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's the thing they specifically bring up all the time is yeah. that they don't have friends at yeah. school throughout. And or same thing with adult shooters. It's almost all um, yeah. with some variation. The Las Vegas shooter, like he had a wife or a girlfriend or something. He was still like, I mean, there's always there's always a mental health issue. There always is. I heard it. Uh, sorry, we're not gonna get on the gun control right thing. Though. I mean, but we're gonna talk about the guns and mental health. They're clearly both issues. Sure. End of story. But anyways, more about the Unabomber. Um, <laughs> I, I did listen. I did listen to the story about the Unabomber though. That guy was interesting. But yeah, he was a guy who was living off in the woods. I think he was yeah. kind of choosing to be lonely to some extent. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes you wonder, like, you know. Do they do it because they're lonely, or do they do he was it? Smart. This guy was doing it for. Um, or do lonely. He was. He wasn't doing it for loneliness reasons. He would. Yeah. He was a pretty smart guy. I think he'd gone to Harvard or Stanford or something yeah. like that. But he was. He was doing it for. Um, send a message. Yeah, basically. He, Change people's minds. Thought we were destroying nature and creating yeah. too many machines, and it yeah. was going to be the downfall of society. And yeah. some, he did it for ideological reasons. Yeah. Um. Okay, so here's some more findings. Uh, oh, by the way, okay, so this is a survey of more than 20,000 U.S. adults ages 18 and older. Okay. Um, okay, so they found, uh, I think we've already said that. Uh, okay. Yeah, never mind. Uh, okay, here's one. Um, Americans who live with others are less likely to be lonely. Average loneliness score of 43.5 compared to those who live alone. But that's not a big difference, actually. (laughs) That's only almost three points. Three points, okay. Uh, But it makes sense, right? Hey, man, every point matters. Yeah. And I got to admit, on a personal note, this is our 10% of personal time. Yeah. uh, I was pretty lonely until until recently. I I had a change in housing situation. And I live with Paul and some other cool guys. And um, it really makes a big difference. Um, Yeah, it does. It um, makes a huge difference how well you click with the people you live with, too. I feel like you can definitely be lonely. In a crowded room and lonely yeah. in a crowded house, you know. Yeah, that's true. Whatever. If you don't yeah. click with the people. Yeah, or you can be lonely lo- in a crowded because workplace. your roommates are never around or they're, you know, big introverts and always doing their own thing or by themselves or anyway. Yeah. I've gone too far. I've said too much. <laughs> Nothing wrong with introverts. Uh, uh, no, yeah. Introverts are cool. Yeah. But, um, um, I like them anyways. We'll, we'll talk about personality stuff sometime. Um. Okay, okay. As far as living with with others compared to living alone, um, uh, that doesn't apply to single parents uh, who have an average loneliness score of forty eight point two. Even though they live with children, they're more likely to be lonely, which makes sense. Okay, right? yeah, it's not just sure. about being around people; it's about it's the also about depth the burdens and, you carry and yeah, well, and the depth and quality of of human yeah. interaction you have. Sure, um, and, and I think that's very yeah. common in in our day and age for people, you know that this kind of loneliness that it's not necessarily about not having people around. It's about having meaningful connections with other people. And people of equal intelligence. And that's why you're so lonely. Bro. <laughs> exactly. Not, yeah. not, none of us I'm quite reach your smart. level. You know? I'm just a little yeah, too like, smart. You remember on What About Bob where he says that like, you know, it's like the psychologist or the psychiatrist is the blimp and we're all like the ropes hanging down, you know? It's, I don't remember that part. Uh, but well, sure anyways, it was funny. It was, it was, just, it was just something like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Did I ever say this? Only around half of Americans, 53%, have meaningful in-person social interactions, such as having an extended conversation with a friend or spending quality time with family uh, on a daily basis. Uh, yeah. Okay, anyway. We get all kinds of like non-meaningful oh. stuff on like social media. Yeah. But, okay. You know. Well, speaking of social media. <clears throat> okay. Social media use alone is not a predictor of loneliness. Respondents defined as very heavy users of social media have a loneliness score 43.5 that is not markedly different from the score of those who never use social media 41.7. Does that make okay. sense? So it just doesn't make that big of a difference. Um. Okay. It's just, so it's very heavy just, users have score that's similar to those who never use social media. Yeah. 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 It's just not that big of a difference. Like, yeah. uh, if you want to be less lonely, I actually do remember uh, reading some study or some article or something that was saying that a dog really does make a difference. Like, mm. if you live alone by yourself, yeah. having a dog will make you less lonely. Yeah. Well, I don't you know about have very good conversations with them, but but you yeah, you're right. It's a living, it's a living yeah, being be that, that that likes seeing you. Yeah. You know, likes interacting it's, with you, even if it's well, on a very well, you know, self-serving or it's very all, superficial level. I'll say this. Though, no, I like pets. Dogs yeah. are always uh, grateful. Now, think about this, man. A dog can eat the same meal, the same food for every meal for like twenty years, and somehow still be excited about it every uh-huh. time. I mean. Isn't that fascinating? Like, yeah. what if you were eating the same food for every meal for 20 years? <laughs> yeah. Like, would you be excited when you get it? Uh, I don't know. And dogs, and they're just like, it's it that food again. <laughs> awesome. It's that food again. I thought we were going to def- we compare dogs and cats. <laughs> well, I was actually thinking about that, too. Mm-hmm. I would think cats probably are less likely to keep you from being lonely because they're a little bit more aloof and stuff, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really a cat lover. but Me neither. I'd probably prefer a parrot to a cat, but... <laughs> <laughs> a talking parrot or an octopus. Look, that's that's the animal gonna, to keep you to help you have I don't meaningful think, conversation uh, is a parrot. Uh, yeah, I'm actually kind of. Until you realize he's not, he doesn't know what he's saying. Sure, right. Oh, yeah, he doesn't know what he's saying, but there is some cleverness about them. Um, is there? Yeah, I house. I used to house sit from these people back hmm. way back in the days. House sit for these people that had an African gray parrot, which are. Um, they're really good speakers, but they're also incredibly good at mimicking voices. Mm. And um, it, it had some intelligence. Like when I was about to put something in the microwave, it would make the microwave beeping noise. <laughs> and when I was about to open a can of pop, it would make the sound of a can of pop opening and stuff. And so wow. it was like it, in the mornings, it would say good morning. At night, it would say good night. Huh. When I was leaving for the day, it would say goodbye. Um, so it had, it, it, it may not have really understood what it was saying, but it had come to associate certain things huh. with certain sounds. Did it make you feel so, like you were not so alone in this vast, empty world? A little bit. And, okay. Uh, well, Great. Yeah. I used to put, uh, it. one time I was changing its food and it ran down and tipped the water over or something, hmm. kind of be, you know, it was like playing a game, mischievous. Uh-huh. And I, I reprimanded it and like pointed my finger at it. And then it, it stuck its head down like it wanted me to pet the back of its head, and then it bit me. Oh! And uh, like, so it like it was like I'll get you back for this, John <laughs> Paul. And uh, and then um, and then we didn't talk for like three days. <laughs> you guys had a fight. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, but then you made up, right? Uh, yeah, we totally did. Oh, nice. Um, okay, so so um, uh. Um, survey also revealed several important bright spots uh, the findings reinforce the social nature of humans and the importance of having communities people who are less lonely by the way speaking back of 
culture. Well, I guess this whole thing is about culture. But yeah. uh, America is a very uh, individualistic culture compared mm. to like in the East, right? Like in okay. Asian cultures. Yeah. Uh, those are much more communal. Um, that's absolutely a mm. factor with, with the decline of social capital we talked to talked about. It's yeah. just that Americans are all about freedom and doing their own thing and sure. not answering to no one. Even and, with, and it also, also has a yeah. lot to do with how we think about families. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, even within the United States, like Latino culture is more yeah. community-oriented too. Yeah. I know that, for example, um, I feel like white culture in the United States, you don't like – you generally don't keep living with your parents when you're like going right. to college and getting older. Right. And Latino and Hispanic culture, that's yeah. pretty Asian, common. Asian it's like too. not a yeah. big deal. It's, yeah. In fact, it's almost like um, you should be because you should be kind of taking care of your family Absolutely. and being with them and stuff. And yeah. it's kind of, so yeah, that's yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, you know. There's probably trends in, in uh, which societies do better at uh, or how they take care of their aging aging population as well like yeah. do they keep them in the home do they so one of my sisters is is a well she's entering a grad program on aging studies gerontology i don't know something like that she could speak to uh-huh. that um my my impression is that yeah in america we're not <laughs> we're not great to our old people <laughs> we're not that great to them yeah um yeah Mm. Um, okay. Anyway, so it reinforces that, you know, we're the importance of having communities, uh, people who are less lonely, you know, who scored less lonely on, on the survey are more likely to have regular, meaningful in-person interactions are in good overall physical and mental health have achieved balance in daily activities. I think that's a big one. Mm. You know, they're not workaholics. They're not lazy bones. Dang it. Um, <laughs> I'm, I am one of those. And I'm the other. <laughs> Great. Um, and are employed and have good relationships with their coworkers. I am employed. I have a good relationship with my coworkers. You don't. You I don't have, ever talk to your coworkers. I have okay relationships with my coworkers. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I talk to them occasionally. I'm like, yeah. hey, man. This is something I've, I've – well, we both have encountered with our self-employment endeavors, um, that it can be very lonely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, that makes a huge difference in job satisfaction too, especially yeah. if you're like an extrovert. Yeah, which we both are. Yeah. Um, okay, more specifically, the survey showed people who engage in frequent, meaningful, in-person interactions have much lower loneliness scores and report better health than those who rarely interact with others face-to-face. And by the way, I should also mention, you know, for those of you savvy social scientists out there, um, there's always the, you know, circularity concern about this, right? Is it... Is it that people who already have good, good, um, well, I'm going to say this. Good. Uh, is, is it that sure. our less loneliness, the fact that we're already not lonely, allows us to have, you know, um, better face-to-face interaction? No, I'm screwing this up. I'm blaming this on the time. <laughs> okay. Well, it is kind of late. But you're saying, uh, you know, that, what you're saying that less lonely people have better health, better other stuff. Is that, it, that those right. things facilitate? There could yeah, uh, you know, you, you want to be more interactive with people because you feel better in general, or whatever, right? You know. That's yeah. Th- thank you, thank you. Yeah. Th- there could be some other factor that explains these. Um, okay. Sure. That being like, said, okay, okay. okay well, ahead. for example, like at this at the side job that I do, like, yeah, I often feel tired when I show up there, and mm-hmm. and I don't really feel like talking to people. Yeah. In the mornings, it's like a struggle for me to be social because yeah. I feel like leave me alone and give me my cereal. Exactly. And, Anyway. 
ways. Yeah. Um, okay, it also talks about uh, getting um, getting the right balance of sleep, work, socializing with friends, mm. family, and quote, unquote, mm. me time is connected to lower loneliness scores. Yeah. Uh, however, balance is critical as those who get too little or too much of these activities have higher loneliness uh, scores. Yeah, I had listened to the, um, it was a, a radio show that was talking about 10 habits that the happiest people have and tend to have in common. And and one of them was connecting with family on a regular basis, mm. like w- weekly, mm. seemed like what it was saying. Yeah. I remember at the time I started, I started uh, trying to call family more, you know, because yeah. I, I, I live, none of my family lives in this state that I'm in. Mm. So, yeah, and I gotta say, which, like, um, I'm fortunate that I do live in the state. I have family here. Um, uh, it makes a difference. Uh, yeah, make a difference. Um, in fact, our family. No, no, I've already spent my ten percent. Because you're also expected to go to all these family events, and you can't get out of. That's them. right. So, um, or else you'll feel guilty. Like pros and cons. It's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but you know, <laughs> your twentieth niece is having a birthday as well. <laughs> And uh, I mean, come yeah. on, you know. But you know, if your bachelor's at our age, it it's nice to be wanted. <laughs> yeah, it totally is, man. It totally is. Um, I went to when I was uh, in law school. You know, you do all these interviews for different jobs and stuff. And so I flew back to DC for this one interview. And I was hanging out with some family back there. My nieces oh, and yeah. nephews. Oh yeah, what's your DC song? Oh, I'll sing it some other time. Okay. Anyways, uh, and then I came back, and then I had another interview, and so I was going back out there. I told my sister, hey, I'm coming back out. And so she tells my nephew that Paul's coming back out. She said he curled up in a ball on the kitchen floor. and as he ex- From excitement? He curled up in a ball, and as he exploded out of the ball, he said, I love Uncle Paul. <laughs> and it was like the greatest nephew oh, endorsement. Oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, those kind of experiences are a lot of fun. Yeah. But it is true. If you have like a ton of family you can have more family obligations yeah uh, family's close but i think that's preferable to having family far away sometimes yeah, yeah. unless you want to live your your life the way you want it on your terms because you're an american uh, darn it yeah well some people will say don't live too close to your in-laws either though, that's you know, true but, so. yeah no you're right there's a it's, important balance to strike. yeah balance is um, right. uh yep Okay, I think so, we're almost... Do we wrap this up and uh, yeah. zonk out? Oh, okay. Here's one more thing. There, so, Douglas Nemesek, Nemesek, MD, Chief Medical Officer for Behavioral Health at Cigna, he said, there is an inherent link between loneliness and the workplace, with employers in a u- unique position to be a critical part of solution. Fortunately, these results... Uh, clearly point to the benefits meaningful in-person connections can have on loneliness, including those in the workplace and the one that takes place in your doctor's office as a part of the annual checkup. Uh, While one solution won't stop this growing public health issue, we've started to make changes to our business to help our clients and others to tackle loneliness and realize their vitality. Um, Hmm. And, you know, Uh, I think that's um, encouraging. I think that's positive. Obviously, companies around the world are not like reading this and saying, yeah, we need to really make sure that, you know, we, uh, you know, engage our employees well. And tangentially, uh, employee engagement is, is, is a big, uh, big uh, topic in the consulting world. Um, well, what are the employers going to do? Like, um, be like, Bob, you know, it's your annual review. Like, Bob, I notice you don't have very many friends. So 
Can you go out and get some friends? Because it makes you a better employee. <laughs> well, or do you, know, you mean like set up ways for employers to converse with each other and socialize more and become friends with I one think another? I it's also kind of just thing? more about like helping them collaborate more, encouraging them to collaborate more. Okay, um, to kind of foster. I, I, yeah, I mean, this is painted with a very broad brush. There's all sorts of organizational cultures out there. And we'd probably want to bring someone on who, who can speak more to the organizational uh, development organization you know behavior uh side of things but um yeah like there at least from the many many uh studies i received from gallup because <laughs> hmm. i subscribed to something i get a lot of stuff uh, from anyway they're always telling me about how employee engagement is, is in the is in the uh in the tanks um employee yeah engagement employee, and it's about just like employees it's basically about treating employees like humans and not like automatons who, okay. who clock in sit at their desk the whole day and sure. you know and I don't know well maybe when we get we'll the have ro- to get back to maybe when we get the day. robots to do all the work we can all just hang out with that's one right another. and then employers say finally mm. I don't need to worry about employee engagement I can treat these robots like robots sure. but the doctor thing the healthcare aspect of it are you saying that like doctors need to like are they saying that doctors need that's to that's what like, they were saying because this is the guy at hey, Cigna saying like, like hey uh, our, we've identified this problem and we Cigna can play some part in it um, uh, obviously this is a big you know societal issue um, but they're not saying healthcare providers should be like in your annual checkup like ask you like how are you doing you know in terms of your social life and loneliness and I don't know let's see. or maybe well it's talking about okay these results clearly yeah. point to the benefits meaningful in-person connections can have on loneliness including those that take place in your doctor's office yeah I think they kind of okay. are saying hey hey docs why don't you Get a little more personal. At some um, point, when your when your doctor is a robot and, and it asks you this very <laughs> creepy question, "Are you lonely?" Like, I feel like I don't know if that's going to help. Like, like it's going to be like, "Why are you asking?" Yes, this? but I don't want. <laughs> you can't help me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway, we we certainly haven't found any solution other than that. Mm. To, well. But except I have plenty that, of ideas, but we can't know, talk about them. We're almost sure. out of time. You, we could all take our own inventory. Yeah. Are we lonely? Can we, yeah. You know, what things can we do to change them? Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things. Just mm. like how there's we, there's things we, do, we can do as single people to increase our chances of having more success out there in the dating world. Same thing with just having, like, a social network. Which, by the way, I, w- I would opine that, you know, having a healthy social network can only, I think it helps your chances in the dating realm as well, both because it actually increases your network, you know, expands your network, and also makes you a happier person. If you're a happier person, you're going to be more attractive to other people. So yeah, no, that's totally true. Yeah. Happiness is and attractive. Not only that, you're not only going to be more attractive, but back to the whole Tony Robbins thing, you know, that it, healthy relationships are about actually like giving and not just going there to take. You know, you're in a better position to to actually contribute to a healthy relationship when you yourself are healthy and happy. Yeah, okay. you got more to give. Uh, Paul, any final thoughts? No, I, I think that's great. Let's let's be less lonely, people. Yeah, just uh, be less lonely. Just snap stop, out of it. Look, will you stop sulking in the corner over <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, like, just uh, don't be sad. Like, you might feel like people haven't said hi to you, but have you said hi to them? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I don't know. All right. If, that being said, if uh, you're you depressed or yeah, having yeah, yeah, social yeah. anxiety, sure, go you know find find people who you know who you can trust who care about you. Um, I've been there. 
Paul's probably never been there. He's impervious. Oh, no, for sure, no man. Emotions. No, I mean, I have a lot of people who I um, connect with on a, on, a, on a superficial level. Uh, I think we all have... We all have fewer people that we connect with on a deeper level, you know? Oh, so, that's not the point I was making. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, well. I'm sorry. Well, before, I'm I, saying that if you're in a bad spot, there's things you can do. Please do them. Please find people who can help you. Um, okay. You know, that, that's what I was saying. Well, find people that you connect with, too. That, um, too. That you too. know, I mean... Okay. All right. Well, we're rambling. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we are. Look, it's late, people. Yeah. You can't. Don't expect that much of us at midnight. You were the one that wanted to do this near midnight podcast. Well, that's consistency, man. We need consistency. No, I appreciate that. Uh, Okay. Well, well, that's it for now. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yep. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to y'all later. Goodbye. Bye bye.